Hey guys, before we jump in, I want to invite you to follow me on socials. You can follow me on Twitter at what I will say pod, on Instagram at what I will say, also on TikTok at what I will say, and of course, what I will say.tumblr.com will take you to my blog where you can keep up with my day to day pop culture takes. If you want to support the show, you can do so on Patreon. Just search what I will say to access hours upon hours of bonus content, our secret community Discord, and so much more. Or if the Patreon is not for you, you can give us a five star rating and a good review, or even just tell a friend about the show. All of those things help us out a lot. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the show. Welcome back. What I will say, I'm Cam, and I'm joined by new friend of the pod today, Tori. Welcome, Tori. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, really glad you reached out to do this episode. So Tori is going to take us through like a really, really unique and special ship. But before that, you guys know, when I have a new guest on, I like to ask, how did you find my blog and or podcast? Yes, so... I, it was folklore. I think most people also kind of found it around that time. So like, I did not really buy into the whole like Gaylor theory, I guess, really much before that. I had a friend who had kind of mentioned something to me about it, but I didn't really, I was like, no, there's no way she's gay. Like that's not, I just kind of wrote it off because, you know, she's had all these boyfriends and stuff and I didn't really look into it more. And then once folklore came out, I was like this, I was like, this album feels very, very gay. And then I was just kind of, looking at things oh no I think it was the same friend actually she told me like about her and Diana and Swiftcron and I was like what and she's like yeah there's a whole bunch of stuff on like Tumblr about it and so then I like started like looking into it and then I came across um your blog from there and kind of like read up on it and was like oh there's actually something to this yeah well we love to hear that we love like a convert around these parts so yeah glad I was, like, we- like, anti it I guess I just hadn't really like mm-hmm. I was just I just thought it was so like ridiculous almost because it was just like there's no way that taylor swift dated a woman right but then you fell down the rabbit hole shall we I say did. I, I did for sure so Love it. it's interesting but what a happy happy little story we just had there um so we are going to be talking about soccer playing ladies uh i think what their ship name is the a team but also yeah. sometimes crashlin yeah, so Crashland was their original ship name, which, I mean, I think some people still use, but it kind of got a little bit cringe um, when people kind of went a little overboard. And I was, I don't want to blame it all on the younger fans, but you know, younger people sometimes uh, maybe didn't necessarily know, like, don't bring this directly to, to the people. Right, you know, stay like, in your own lane. Let's keep this in our lane. And so, and then just kind of just being over the top with it. And so it kind of evolved into people like did not want to use the Crashland name because it was like so cringe. And so it kind of became um the A team which I feel like maybe even originated from themselves like hashtag A team about themselves, but they have also also used Crashland. So, you know, use whichever you choose, I guess. You know, I might be like kind of cringy, but I kind of like Crashland, but I I feel like the A team is a little more professional. <laughs> Like, yeah. if you were around during the time, um, it definitely has a different feeling. The there's the a connotation. And there's I'm sorry a connotation for everybody who still does use it. Everybody who still does use it, like, and if you liked using it, that's fine. But yeah, um, before we jump in, I, I something was kind of brought to my attention when I was like looking into this ship, uh, and it's that Ashlyn Harris is kind of a polarizing figure and has had some moments where. There's been some sort of instances of like cultural appropriation towards the black community, some like some racism there, some microaggressions there. And of course, we're like going to cover this, but we're not supportive of any of that kind of behavior at all. 
I, my hope is that she's like educated herself and grown from that. And it seems like um, during the Black Lives Matter movement, there's been lots of posting of resources and she actually even has a black child now. So like you would definitely hope that her ignorance and insensitivity towards like such, you know, a community that's been so abused by this country, you would hope she would grow from that and learn from that. But um, that's certainly my hope. But obviously we're going to cover her, but we're not supportive of that behavior. So like, I just want to like make that clear. Um, You know, this isn't an endorsement of everything this person has ever done. Uh, It's just interesting because she and, you know, uh, Allie have now like successfully navigated being closeted and public figures and then, you know, being kind of together secretly and public figures. And now they're, you know, spoiler alert, now they're out and public figures. And so it's just, that's very interesting. It's hard not for me not to cover, but of course that doesn't mean I'm supportive of like bad behavior or racism or those, that kind of, you know, behavior. So I just want to be clear about that. But all that said, so you said something very, very interesting to me, Tori, Uh you said before we jumped in, you said, well, some of this kind of came about because of the Glee fandom. Yeah. Uh, kind of was dying down and please I feel like that's the perfect place to start can you talk a little bit about that about the OG fandom and you think maybe they were all sort of like some Michelle's and some Hayas and Glee started to kind of go by the wayside so people started you know that had like a crossover interest between like professional sports and like Glee so uh lesbians right (laughs) you know bye girls yeah I and I was not around spoiler alert um I was not around back then so um you know, so this is me talking to one of my friends who was, um, and she told me that it kind of, yeah, the the dying Glee fandom kind of made way for the uh, the Woso fandom to rise. Um, I don't know if it was just select people who had like those two interests in common, and then it kind of went from there. Um, but I think from what she said, it was around the time of like twenty thirteen or twenty twelve. Um, maybe early 2013, kind of on Tumblr, was kind of when the Woso fandom started. So I don't know. Were you? You weren't in the original Glee fandom, were you? Thank God I was not. I'm not in the Glee fandom now, but I I know people who were, and of course, which um, I wasn't either. Like I watched the show like way back, and then I fell off. Probably like I don't know, season two, maybe or three, or no, I don't know. I like I would pop back in every now and then, but I definitely was not like really in it. Me neither. Um, definitely not online. So I have. I really don't know a ton. I wish I knew more about that. I should have asked her a little bit more about that. But um, yeah. I I just go figure, right? That like right. that Venn diagram of like musical theater gays and like you know sporty lesbians like would yeah. <laughs> kind of give way to each other. But that's kind of interesting. I feel like um, I feel like a lot of the Glee fandom also some of the like girls in it like ended up being pitch perfect people. So I actually did kind of, I was, I wasn't part of the original Pitch Perfect fandom, but that's how I found my way to Swiftcron was like a um, quarantine obsession with Pitch Perfect for a second. So I love, I love hearing people's like journeys to things. That's kind of fun for me. So that's a real treat that like a lot of the original shippers were also maybe like a shell shippers or like, hey, shippers, like that's just fun. Yeah, no, I think, I think they were, which is what she says, what it sounds like. So that is, that is kind of funny, but yeah, so when it first started, when the Woso fandom, that's what Let me ask soccer, real quick. Can you tell the listener what Woso stands for? Just so. Yes. So Woso 
stands for women's soccer. So it's like the abbreviation W O S O. So good, like Woso. Um, that when it started out, it, there was like three main ships to it. So there was a, one ship called O Solo, which was um, Kelly O'Hara and Hope Solo, which um, Hope. To my knowledge, is she's married to a man. I don't know if she's... I haven't followed her extremely closely, so I don't know if she has ever had any, um, like, actual women relationships or not, but people just, like, like these two together. Um, now, Kelly, she is... She never, like, made a coming out announcement, but at the 2019 World Cup when they won, she kissed her girlfriend in the stands, so that's, you know... A coming out, I guess. Hope I always thought was really hot, and like she was a goalkeeper, and I was a goalkeeper, and like she was very famous for a hot second. And I just was like, I looked up, like hmm, I don't know, I was kind of into her, sort of, but yeah, no, I, I think a lot of people were, and I think that's why. So these, this is a, def- a you will see also if you go look into the Woso uh, fandom in general, there it seems to be for some reason a lot of like goalkeeper defender pairings which this is one of those (laughs) you have to have it just for the listener i played soccer like really seriously in high school like um to the point where it was kind of like it was such a it was such a dramatic part of my life that i can't follow soccer as a fan now because i like i don't know like not that anyone cares but that is really funny that you i was a goalkeeper so like i was like looking at looking up all these goalkeepers but that the relationship between any of your defenders no, God, no. But I will say I had a very weird, intense relationship with my sweeper. So that's the person closest to the goalkeeper in the middle of the field. And if you're paying a diamond and like, I just, when you said that, I almost started laughing because I mean, I did start laughing because like, yeah, yeah. the no, goalkeeper defender relationships, because you get so dependent on your defenders. And like, if they do something good and save your ass, you're like, yeah, you do want to date them a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. And so, like, again, like, I was not around, like, when this stuff was starting up. So this is from what I, you know, coming into the fandom, what I ended up, like, finding out. And then the second ship um, was Talix, which was made up of Tobin Heath and um, Alex Morgan. So Alex Morgan, again, not to my knowledge, has any actual um, women uh, relationships. She's married to a man. um, But I think that some people, like, in to nowadays i think kind of ship her with kelly so kelly's kind of moved now to her but i don't know um i'm not really in the fandom like i was so i don't know exactly what the like the the hip ships are nowadays um but uh tobin so now i am not an expert on this relationship but uh if people like this podcast and they want more woso you know maybe you can find a preth expert because um tobin heath is actually in a relationship now with Kristen press another um soccer player but they are still closeted have never said anything but everybody who pays attention knows that they are together if anyone listening is an expert come through because that might be another conversation. um and then the third main ship was our the one we're talking about today crashland so ellie krieger and ashlyn harris so that that one is another defender goalkeeper. No, uh, Tobin and Alex weren't. They're, they're two forwards. But what position does Allie play, or did Allie play? No. Well, come on. She's not. We're not saying the R word yet. You know, she's still she's still kicking out there. Um, okay. <laughs> she plays defender. So she was right back for the national team for a long, long, long time. Right. Yeah, that's good. So she plays center back uh, for the Orlando Pride. Sometimes she does play um, on the right still there, but they. Uh, 
they need her in the center, not the pride. They not call it stopper and sweeper. Do they what like what defense do they what defensive scheme do they play? Um, I mean, they just pretty much refer to them as like center backs, the, the two in the middle, and then left back. Do they play right the back. flat back four? Um, you know, I'm not great with the technical. Eh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it seems if once you get to that like professional level, it doesn't really yeah. matter. Like yeah. they are just rotating out, like whoever's, you know, I don't know. Right. Or you gotta track back for, you know. So I mean, yeah. So on the national team, Allie would play on the right and she um That's good though. That's a good energy. Between you and your right defender, you want yeah, that's a good energy. I don't know if I should talk about how like I came across the fan. Yeah, I please do. I don't care about that, do they? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I want to hear your personal like journey with this as well. Okay, well, of course we can. Then we got to take. I'll take you back all the way to 2011 because that's when I found this team. So it was the Women's World Cup um, in 2011 was going on. So for people who don't follow soccer, there's a, a major tournament, the the World Cup. So it happens um, every four years only. So it's like the big, all the national teams uh, compete in that, and like that is like the big trophy to get is the World Cup. They also do have the Olympics. You know, they have a team that goes to the Olympics, but um, the World Cup is kind of like the prestigious soccer award. So in 2011, it was happening, and I did not even know, actually, that it was, like, going on, but I'm just a really big sports fan. So I was kind of just perusing the channels, and all of a sudden, um, I came across a women's soccer game. And I was like, oh, this is cool. And it was happened to be the quarterfinal Um game and it was against brazil which if anybody is a soccer fan like they know that this game is like an iconic game like did you watch it all back then or no no i could never i could never okay. i i get so, i get very anxious watching soccer games happen okay gotcha but do you know like abby wambach yes sure that, like i'm sure have you heard about like is that when she took the shirt off no she didn't that was julie uh, no wait, who was it no it wasn't julie it was brandy chastain was it well i should know this wow Brandy yeah. Chastain, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're okay. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, that was the 99 World Cup. So they had not won the World Cup um, since since then. And, um, but yeah, so the 2011, uh, you know, was going on. They were playing. It was a quarterfinal. Like, the team uh, ended up being down a player. Somebody got taken out. Um, I think they, they got red carded for something that was kind of like a – it could, it really shouldn't have been like our players shouldn't have been taken off for. I don't recall what it was. I think it was like a last defender situation, but it was kind of up in the air. Um, so they were playing down a person. It was a tie game. So it went into extra time. I mean, it was just an extremely, extremely intense game. And it ended up happening uh, that we tied the game in extra time off of like a miracle header from Abby Wambach, their star like forward. And I was just like immediately very into the game. So it was like an instant, like connection to the team. Like I had been watching them play for like, I don't know, like not even a full, it wasn't even a full game. It was like, I think a half. So it was like 45 minutes and I was just like enthralled. Um, so they tied that game. They ended up uh, winning on penalty kicks and then they made it to the final in that world cup and lost on penalty kicks to Japan. Listen, I love, okay, but the listener will know if you guys hang around enough. I do love like a tragic, like a, a great victory. And then like, but then like a, a crushing loss too. Like I like to have both. Yeah. I like a yin and yang yeah. in my sports. I mean, so. it was a high, high to a low, low. I'll tell you that. And but so I was a journey, a- right? So you were oh, like, 
well, I was immediately sucked into it. So I was, yeah. And, the, and actually in the, the quarterfinal match that I watched, the first one I watched, um, the, the player who kicked the winning penalty kick in that game was actually Allie. So, um, oh. and she was actually, if you look back to at the play that got us the win, um, she was the one, well, her and the captain at the time, Christy Rampone, um, kind of uh, got one of the Brazilian players uh, down in our own end. They, Christy kind of um, got her to turn the ball over. And then Allie was the one who actually won back possession for us and then passed the ball upfield. So um, that's like a little, un- only if you're like a real, real fan, because most of you people are like, oh, you know, the cross from Pino and the, you know, the header by Abby. But really it started in the back with the defenders. Like I've always been very drawn to like the def- the defenders for some reason. Um but yeah, so that anyway, so I was like, once they lost the the final in the 2012, I was just like devastated. Even though I don't like these are my who, girls. Also, I was like, I did not realize I was gay at the time, but it's like should have been like a red flag. Like, why do I feel so connected to these women? For like, I had never watched women's sports. I'd only watched men, and it was just like a different feeling watching, um, watching them play. So different feeling. Yeah, that'll yeah. that'll tell you you're gay. I did not put two and two together for quite a long time. So, but you know, <laughs> looking back now, there's always like so many signs when you look back, you're like, wow, that was pretty obvious. So 2011, they lost to Japan and it was just like, ugh, it was devastating. And so I just kind of had to like move on almost because I was like, so I felt so crushed. And so I did not like look any further into the team. Like, do they play friendlies? Nothing. I was just like, I need to do something else, move on from this. And, um, then the Olympics start, came around the next year in 2012. And I saw, you know, oh, like women's soccer in the Olympics. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want, they can have their um, redemption moment in the Olympics. Like maybe they can win the, the Olympics gold medal. And so I like looked into like who's on the team, like what are their, you know, familiar faces. A lot of them were familiar faces. And so I was like, okay, I'm definitely going to be watching them in the Olympics. And so I watched them in the Olympics and they ended up winning that gold medal so that was amazing oh that makes me um, so happy yeah it was Redemption. it was awesome it was awesome so that was it was just like and it was against japan yeah and it, throughout that one too i mean there was just insane games and there's this game against canada if any any of soccer fans were watching it's like you remember that game it was in it just in absolute insanity um Actually, the Canadian goalkeeper was called, you you know, the zero goalkeeper, was called for a uh, penalty of holding the ball for too long in that game. Aww. You have like, for you what, you have 10 seconds, right? No, the crowd was literally like counting to her. And so it's like, it kind of was like, I mean, obviously I'm happy with the result, but I, if I was a Canadian, like the Canadians are definitely still upset about that game because it was like freaking, I mean, Christine Sinclair, their main player scored a hat trick in the game and they ended up losing um, to us like in the last couple seconds like i mean it was just an absolutely just insane game of what ended up happening in that game damn you're like selling me on being like a soccer fan like now i'm like <laughs> kind of wanting to join in like your excitement about is making me excited there's a lot of interesting stuff um there's we'll a lot see. of gays too a yeah. lot of gays i'm telling you if you've there's so and there's a lot some messy ones there's some who've broken up there's some who are you know i mean just the nwsl is crawling with them the team would just pop into my head. Like I couldn't, you know, I would be like, just, I couldn't like stop thinking about it at random times. Like it wasn't a constant thing, but it would just be like every so often, every few months or something, I would be like, remember that, that soccer team? Like I really liked watching them, you know, like that type of thing. Um, and so I think I eventually found, um, their YouTube channel. So they had, um, 
U.S. Soccer had a YouTube channel and they would post these videos of like the team just hanging out and like different like fun, like really showed the personality of the team. And I think that's how a lot of people kind of got into the fandom back in the day, because you really did kind of get to know like, okay, who's the fun, like who's funny, like who's hanging out with who, like that type of stuff from those. They don't really do that much anymore, which is sad because it was like really like a cool look um, behind the curtain. And so I had watched some of those. And then I was like, okay, well, is there like a league or something? Like, is there women, any women's professional leagues in this country? Like, there's got to be, right? I mean, there wasn't really, but there kind of was. So I figured, came around to looking up that when the NWSL was starting in 2013. So the National Women's Soccer League. Okay. And that that started, um, I think the WPS folded in 2012. And then this, the NWSL like came came about in 2013. But, um, so I was like, okay, this is this league. I'm going to watch this league. And so like all the games back then were only streamed on YouTube. It was like really difficult to, um, kind of see what was going on sometimes. Like it kind of looked like they were streaming from like a potato. It was very like, you know, bare bones. I mean, there's certainly a conversation to be had that we're not going to have on this podcast about how women's professional sports are paid dust, dust, nothing, dust. A lot of the times the women have to have other jobs. And like they make just as much min- money as the men's teams do, and they bring right. in just as much like they bring in just as much viewership and followership and interaction. And yeah. in a lot of cases, I think our women's soccer program as a country is better than our men's soccer program. I could be wrong, but like more successful. Yeah. And sometimes, well, yeah, the national team definitely is more is like more successful. Um, and you know they're fighting right now in court for equal pay. Right. So, I mean, there's a huge conversation there. We're not going to get into it, but it just makes me think of it when you say like, oh, yeah, we had to watch the games on potatoes on YouTube and all of that. It's just like, yeah, because, you know, women are second class citizens in this country sometimes. Yeah. And so it was just starting out. And so I followed the whole 2013 season, but I didn't like go online or anything like I just watched the games. Um, Now I had to pick I didn't have a team where I live like there was no um, like local team. So I didn't have somebody root for that way. So I was like, okay, well, which team am I going to root for? And um, I ended up picking the Washington Spirit, which was the team that Allie and Ash were on because um, I was like, okay, well, which player am I going to support? And it ended up I ended up deciding on Allie just because from that first game that I had watched, you know, she kicked a winning penalty kick, like, you know, that I just felt very drawn to her. And um, I will say in, in doing like my research for this episode, um, I thought Allie's the one I sort of picked too. Like, I like her, like she seems really Mm -hmm. good energy. Yeah. She's just like, just an angel of a human, but I'm obviously biased. Um, but so yeah, and she was having her comeback then at that point because she was, you know, recovering from the ACL injury and everything. And so I watched the team. And although in the Washington Spirit, I mean, they were abysmal. They were freaking last play. I don't even know if they won two games that season. It was terrible. Um, but the NWSL season was ending. And so I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, well, what am I going to do now? These, this this is ending. Like, are there other fans of this? Like, there's got to be other people watching this, right? And I was just like, I need more. Like, I need more. from Like, maybe people are making like po- posting pictures of the games or something or making videos of them or like maybe there's like like the U.S. soccer page had and I was like what can I find online and so I don't know how I ended up on Tumblr to be I really do not recall what was like I should type this into Tumblr I don't know <laughs> but somehow I did and I found the well so and so I will also say I, I 
I don't know if it was clear. So I followed just the 2013 season, not online at all. So I did not know that Allie and Ashlyn were together that, that season. I did not know. I was probably the only person rooting for the Washington spirit. And there was an Allie Krieger fan. It did not know that she was gay, did not know she was with one of the players. Like I had no clue. And then I find this, this uh, on Tumblr, I find the fandom and I'm just like, wait, what? Oh, interesting. And so like, I start looking into this and um, of course, just like doing a deep dive. I am an information collector. I like to say, I like to, you know, collect information. So, oh, well, you and I are going to get along real well then because. I also should say that I am also a lurker, <laughs> so I was not, like, really engaging with the fandom. I was more, like, just... Also, I was not gay, so I was not, you know, well, I wasn't, like... <laughs> it was hard to denial. I have a saying that I've said my whole life, even when I was young, that I always like to say. I would tell all my friends, I would be like, yeah, we're all straight till we're not. Exactly. You know? So, like, I was not directly engaging with the fandom, so... This was just me, like, again, information gatherer. So that's what I was doing, was gathering information. <laughs> I think, actually, one of my, the friend that I was talking to, um, I, like, was one of the friends I made in that fandom. Um, so I, that was, like, one of the only people that I did, like, reach out to. And I think I had said something about, like, who oh, who are your players you like or something? And I had said something about, like, Allie. I just said something about, like, I'm a heterosexual, but her smile is very nice or something. It was like, no straight person in the history of the world has ever said that sentence. Like, you idiot. <laughs> I was going to say is one thing that I love about these communities and stuff and this and and ships, you know, in a quote, because like, again, I don't it shouldn't be a religion for any of us. Like, we shouldn't be defining ourselves by the ships we like. And, you know, we should all just be cool and respectful and as normal as we can manage, which isn't very for me. But, you know, um. Yeah. We should be healthy about this stuff. But what I do really love is these fandoms and communities helping us learn and realize things about ourselves and like mm-hmm. our relationships and our friends and our communities. So like, cause it, I've always said, it's not really about them, you know? And it sounds like you went on that journey, like part oh, of like the soccer fandom, appreciating yeah. women's sports and appreciating the relationship between these two helped you learn who you were. Which yeah, that's what it's all about for me. It's yeah, you know, it's not really about them. Like they're rich no. and famous and mm-hmm. great and successful, wonderful, good for them. But I, I, it sounds like parts of their relationship and parts of their public image helped like young closeted gay people who didn't understand themselves. And that's what I like about all of this, right? No, definitely. I think that's definitely true. Like I don't know how long it would have taken me to realize if I was not like in the women's soccer fandom and following them specifically um Ellie and Ash to like realize like what yeah realize that about myself so it was really I think important for for me um but yeah so I don't know if there was anything else I wanted to say about that but I guess maybe that's more stuff will come up maybe throughout the throughout the timeline I think, you know, and as we go through the timeline, there'll be some things I mentioned where some other people, I think, maybe have a hard, and I think it's, it is hard at times to separate a certain thing and get kind of too in it, um, into where it becomes unhealthy, um, which creates some problems for people. And I get that though, because I think also as like, you know, as like gay women and stuff, like there's not a lot of res- re- representation. So it's like, if you find something like that, I think some, it's like easy to just, get very very roped into it a hundred percent a hundred percent so it's hard for some people to separate out especially like with the um 
you know, we see that in the Gaylor Phantom too, you know, there's not to get too far into that, but there's, you know, I think issues there as well. And I think that's just something for people to be mindful of, um, to try to like, not uh, get to an unhealthy place with it, but it's, it's a slippery slope, I think. So do we want to kind of start with like at the top, like, yeah, how, do how, what's your knowledge of like the start of their friendship relationship? And, you know, we have a timeline here. We're going out. I'm going to like, I'll link it on the episode description or blog. Um, so if you guys want to follow along, although you're going to fill in some gaps for us, right? If you want to Google Crashlin with a K K R A S H L Y N master post, just Google it. Top post on Google, I think is what we're looking at. Although, like I said, um, Tori's going to take us through like some extra moments that are missing. So um, we'll jump around a little bit maybe, but yeah, that's there. And with all that said, let's just like jump in Crashland timeline. Let's go. Yes. So should I start with where we as fans have kind of deduced that they, mu- the camp that they must have met at, which yeah, is absolutely. before the timeline. Okay. So from what we can tell, the first camp that they were at together would have been in late September, 2010. Um, because like they both were kind of called up at different points, um, throughout there, but there was a lot of like injuries and stuff. Their past never really crossed, especially like Ashlyn, she tore both of her ACLs in college. So she was out for like a bit. Um, and then Allie was actually playing in Germany from 20, from starting in 2007, right after college. Um, she played on a German club team. Um, so it'd be like kind of, it's kind of like the NWSL, but it's in Germany, it's in Europe. Cause at the time, like the European women's teams were a lot better than the ones um, like in the United States. So their paths did not really cross um, until then. And actually the reason why Ashlyn got called up at that particular camp was because Hope got hurt. So um, they, so she was called out. Yeah. Called in to replace Hope um, who was recovering from shoulder surgery. And that's and, interesting that Hope and Ashlyn have a rivalry because Hope is like kind of for a while. I think she's kind of fallen from grace a bit, but like she was like Hope was very much very famous getting like um sport like uh sportswear campaigns and like doing photo shoots and like as famous little, as a female soccer player could be besides like oh, Mia Ham. Hope Solo was. was very very. But and Hope is another very very polarizing figure, which is why I think that in a, the two fans of these, obviously only one goalkeeper can play. Number one, so. Um, you know, that kind of caused a little bit of rivalry. And I think that I kind of think in some ways Ash and Hope are a little bit alike as well. I don't necessarily know like if though they had like so much of a rival. I mean, they probably did, but um I think the fans have made more of it than like I think that they got along fine. I don't really know. Again, I was not back there, I was not really there for all of that going on, but I just know that there is some stuff to that. But the only thing that you need to know is the fact that okay, so Ashlyn, like I said, very polarizing figure. She was not even a the top three goalkeeper. She was like the fourth string or something. And she already was like getting these like very um loyal fan followings. Now Ashlyn kind of presents as kind of masculine. So I think that might be part of it. I think like some like gay girls saw a very obviously gay girl and were like, we're going to ride or die for her. I think that was some of it too. And she is very charismatic. I think she has, she has like a really good heart. She's very um, like an emotional person, which 
helps and hurts her. I think she's very quick to kind of like react to things um, in both a good and bad way, which I think does draw some people to her. But then it also gets you get that other side of it, where it's like people cannot stand her because of I wonder that. if she has a cancer moon. I wonder what her star chart is. But um, that's what it's her birthday. So I don't know. But um, anyway, so yeah, so late September 2010 is when they uh, were called in. It was September 23rd. Ash was called in. Um, now, in a video more recently, so Allie's brother, Kyle, um, he is also gay, um, but he kind of has a YouTube channel. Some people really cannot stand him because they, he is kind of attention seeking and he does kind of like to glom onto his sister's fame. And he always loves to be putting his takes on Twitter that people don't necessarily want to hear him say. And, you know, <laughs> So, but anyway, so he does have a YouTube channel and he sometimes makes videos um, with Allie and or Ashlyn in them occasionally. Um, and in one of them, they were doing, this was after they were out. He, they did a who knows Allie best fiance or brother quiz. And in that video, they, one of the questions was like, what was her first impression of Ashlyn? And Kyle said that she was just really excited to introduce them. That's what all he, all he could remember. And it, that it was a game in Pennsylvania. And so people like kind of put the pieces together and realized that this must have been the game in that they played that same camp, which was October 6th. So Ash got called in the camp September 23rd. And then this game that he's referencing where she's extremely excited to introduce them was October 6th. So now whether I don't think that they necessarily started dating then, but I think it was kind of just like an instant like attraction between them and that's kind of what they've said i guess we'll just talk about the, their meeting like now knowing it now obviously at the time we did not know this stuff but like since they've come out and they've done interviews and stuff they've kind of talked about that time of meeting they've never said like oh we met at this camp and we you know started dating at this date or anything but just putting like the pieces together and so it does seem like they they did ashlyn has said that it was like a love at first sight like type of thing for her and she said like that she you know after their for the first time they met you know i got lost in her eyes you know that kind of stuff and um yeah and for Allie she said what is she I had it written down um her Ashlyn's confidence and her comfort in being herself were captivating and they just like she just wanted to keep hanging out with her they just they got really close because the other thing about like the national team camps and stuff is there's a lot of downtime like they obviously practice they train they you know are playing these games but there's also a lot of time where they're just hanging out and so I think that's where they got like really close but we also have to keep in in mind during this time, Allie's playing in Germany. So she's not even in the United States. Ashlyn is in the United States, but she's kind of sometimes called up to the national team, sometimes kind of not during this time period. So we'll keep that in mind, too, as we're going through. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of where it, where it started was that that camp. But there also might be kind of some long distance issues during this time for them. When they were first starting out, they said that. Yeah, and they've said that in another interview, too, that they started out, like, distance. They were just friends and that they they tried to claim. Like, in one interview, they said something like, we were friends for a long time before we started dating. So it's like, I don't know how much of on this timeline were they just, just friends, but I also kind of think that maybe, like, looking back, I think just if you look back on anything in your life, I feel like your time perception of it is somewhat skewed. You know, it's like you don't remember exactly month to month and it's like, you know, they're just going to these games and training and stuff. So to pinpoint exactly when did they start dating, I mean, it would be diff very difficult to do. Sure. Now, the first thing that appears on the timeline and that kind of tipped people off, I think, to shipping them was this post that U.S. Soccer made called Wedding Crashers. Now, I think if you click on the link here, the post is gone, right? Like it doesn't show up. 
Love a dead link, don't we? Now, I don't know why, again, why did U.S. Soccer put this out? I, I'm, they probably were just friends at this point, I would guess. You can, if you type that in, you can find pictures of them. There's like one of them like looking at a menu and stuff. Like it will come up. Um, I don't know if the actual post is anywhere anymore. <laughs> it's a winning character. And basically in the post, they're just like, uh, they were in Cancun at the time the team was training for, um, I, I think it was probably for one of the tournaments. Um, and there was just a wedding happening there. And so they just like put, took photos, like posing with the menu and stuff. But it's a very couple looking photo, kind of like the one of them with the menu. And I think so that's kind of what kicked everything off was like with people, I think, when they saw that. Now, and also, I don't know. I think maybe there was like an L chat about them back before the Tumblr stuff started. Like there must have been. Because like when I was reading the timelines initially, it looked like there were people around during the time but i don't know it may have only been people going back into the archives trying to find stuff i don't know for sure on that sure but i mean Um, so some people are keeping an eye out on them and this picture comes out they're at a wedding and they look real coupley together and that kind of starts off some of the shipping yes and then the kind of other thing obviously the next post here is this new year's trip on this timeline here which is a whole bunch of gays so (laughs) Kind of that also was kind of like a tip off because like everybody else who's on this trip are in female female relationships. Okay, so it was yeah. gay camp. Yeah, Abby Wambach and this per- she ended up marrying this um, Sarah Huffman for a-, a bit, and then they got divorced, and now she's with um, Glennon, actually, who's I think is sweeted with Taylor occasionally. Um, like Taylor tweeted something. Taylor tweeted something about her book or something, which her book was like about like kind of being coming to terms with being gay, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, it's definitely a gayler moment that Taylor seems to she I mean, she had a bunch of the girls from the team out onto the 1989 tour. Oh, I know. We'll get to that. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry, I can't wait. (laughs) So so all the all the gay girls are out for New Year's together and Allie and Ashlyn are with them. Yes. Do you want to like, should I be taking us through or do you want to? Uh, yeah, up to you. If, if I mean, I'm, listen, I've re- read a lot of timeline episodes and, you know, c- comfy jumping from spot to spot. But if you know places to interject too, it's just yeah. up to you. Well, why don't you like kind of read through the timeline and then I'll kind of like interject if there's something like. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the next thing we get, this is like a month or two later on Valentine's Day. Um and you guys, we love a Valentine's Day tweet around here. Allie tweets, I'm beginning to like Valentine's Day more each year. Insinuating maybe that she has a Valentine. Something special is going on. Right. And then it looks like there's not a lot of content for a while. I don't know if I'm missing anything here. Um, but in- uh, so maybe a little in here. Um, so when I was reading back on the L chat. There were people saying that there were Facebook posts, um, but again, and maybe this got deleted because it was like public, it was like they turned the Facebooks private, obviously, after they realized like fans were <laughs> looking at this stuff. But there was some Facebook posts about um, kind of flirty-ish um, with one of their mutual friends, actually, Carmelina Moscato, who is a Canadian, little known Canadian um, national team player who like, if you're like a She's retired now, but like she was kind of in the zeitgeist for sure back in the original like shipping um, days. She's also gay. 
um, one of their mutual friends was posting something on the Facebook, like to Ash, like saying something, I don't know, like kind of could, a little bit flirty, but like joking. But then Allie like was responding to it. Like, I'm going to have to ask you to back off. <laughs> oh, so they're just really putting it out there. <laughs> yeah. And the karma's like, no, no, it was about blah, blah, blah. Like ask Ash. Yeah. And so like, but again, these, I never saw these posts. I never saw these Facebook things like this was on the L chat what I had uncovered at the time and that that seems to be lost to history now there was also some posts about Ash learning German so when Allie went over to Germany she actually learned German she became fluent um so that she could speak with teammates and stuff yeah Yeah. so there was actually one of the first uh videos on US soccer I was watching it's like her teaching some of the team uh like German and like it was it's such a freaking cute video and Again, not a sign. Why do I keep rewatching this video? Wow, this is so nice. Like, <laughs> should have known. <laughs> sure. But it's it's a very cute video. She's so young in it. I was like, now it's like crazy looking back. Just like, um, but yeah. So so, that- so during this early part of 2011, we have some Facebook shenanigans. Yeah. It's you know, it just there's something brewing with these yes. two. And- there was also a picture found that, but again, this was like a private photo so there was also an issue and this has been an issue throughout the timeline i will mention it occasionally other times where fans overstepped their bounds and maybe i don't know if this person like hacked something or how they but it was some sort of a private photo and it was ali and ash it was not nothing crazy but they were sitting on a couch together pretty kind of cozy and the picture still exists you can find it out there um uh, i think it was like at ash's somebody in her family's like house and i think ash might be wearing her wearing Allie's jersey or something, but they're like definitely cuddly up on this couch. So that was another thing that was like kind of floating around, but on the L chat, like you were not allowed to post like those types of photos. So like, I think that was one of the problems why it got deleted originally. Right. I mean, we, we shouldn't be doing any of that, but. No, people shouldn't be doing that. But yeah, so that was one, another thing that was like kind of out. And um, so people would use that as like a, as a proof, I guess. So yeah. then um, it looks like, I mean, Allie goes off to Germany in that summer. Ash does not make the World Cup team for 2011. Okay. And then, she, but she is seen wearing uh, Allie's, Ash is seen wearing Allie's jersey. Yes. At a game, at a soccer game. That would have been the game I was watching, actually. That was during the 20, so that was during the 2011 World Cup. Um, okay. It might have been the game I was watching. It was one of the games of the World Cup. So, and then here's what's interesting to me. This is like what I love. Yeah. You, there's a content <laughs> drought, it looks like. And the rumor is they've unfollowed each other on Twitter and unfriended each other on Facebook. But of course, there's it's hard to prove that these days. It's not like you can show receipts on that. And yeah. Ash supposedly hangs out with another girl a lot during this time. And even there's rumors that this is Ashley's girl or Ashlyn's girlfriend. But yeah. who knows? But then... October comes along. So in they've between, had I do have one thing during the breakup period. Oh, okay. Sorry to sorry to interrupt. No, no. Please jump in. Okay. So and I I believe that this was from the breakup period. Some of this timeline stuff is a little bit wonky because I again have to just go off memory, but there was a video that Ash was doing with I, I don't know what it was in regards to, but you know, they used to do sometimes just like video interviews. It would be some odd streaming thing and like oh ask questions whatever it was one of those types of videos and somebody in the chat said do you have krieger fever 
So Krieger fever is like uh, kind of what the moniker would be like for if you're like a big Alley fan or like if you're like in love with Alley, like, oh, you got Krieger fever. And so somebody said this in the chat to Ashlyn asking these questions. And Ashlyn's a little bit messy. So of course she got a comment on it. And so she said, she reads it out and she goes, I, I watched the video so I could get the quote down. And she goes, do you have Krieger fever? Is that a freaking joke? That is hilarious. Krieger fever. Who came up with that? That's a good one. Hmm. And moves on. So she's having a little fun with it, even perhaps maybe while they're broken up. If they are before that this video occurred during the breakup, but then I, maybe it didn't, but when I had originally seen it in the original timeline, it said that that was during the breakup. So we'll, we'll go on that, but be a little bit before the breakup though, there is kind of like a sighting, a public sighting when Allie goes to the Western New York flash game, which she would really have no business being at. Like there was no reason for her to be at that game. So this was like I had said before, before the NWSL, there was the WPS. Um, which was the Women's Professional Soccer League. And Ashlyn played for the Western New York Flash in that league. And Allie was spotted at that game. And this was right after the World Cup. So, like, they, the players were, like, more famous at that point. That point. Like, they didn't really know, like, how big they were going to become. But um, she was recognized at that game, which she really had absolutely no business to be at unless she was going there. I mean, obviously, they're all, you know, they're all friends and stuff. But still, it was weird. But... Sure. Just to put some context to that post, like. So, so there seems to be some breakup. There's just more hijinks, interviews, fans doing a little dark shipping, which we're not for, but, you know, at mm-hmm. least Ash doesn't seem to hate it too much. But then it's Ash's birthday mm-hmm. and it's October 19th, 2011. And Allie tweets and she says, happy birthday to the beautiful at Ashlyn Harris. I hope you have an amazing day. Best wishes. Hashtag don't do anything I wouldn't do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's kind of, that's a little flirty and sweet. And she calls her beautiful. And also that don't do anything I wouldn't do is flirty. So, like, are are they back on at this point, do we think? I don't know. I mean, I think, I'll tell you, the official point where people think they officially got back together, if there was a breakup, again, it's so hard to tell because now things are, like, so, you know, gone, is a little bit later. Um, But it's, it's possible. I think that they were at least... I mean, they were still within each other's orbit during this time because, like, again, Ashley's sometimes being called up to the national team. Like, they are sometimes interacting during this period. They all, the, the women's soccer world is very small. They have a lot of the same friends and stuff. Like, I don't think it was ever, like, I mean, Allie was in Germany, but I don't know if it was ever, like, a they don't speak whatsoever, you know? And also, I will say, like, so I think kind of one of the reasons why people think that they broke up was because the WPS folded. And so there was not going to be a team here in the United States. So like Allie w- had to go back to Germany. Well, she didn't have to go back, but like she kind of chose to go back and continue playing there. And so it was kind of like, people think maybe that's why it like split a little. Cause they, they didn't want to do distance maybe. I mean, that's fair, but that's just kind of something underlying like the timeline is just like the soccer of it all. <laughs> and just right. where people are located. I mean, their careers and stuff. I mean, I think that was an issue for Swift Run because I don't think Taylor was able to date somebody with that had as busy a schedule as Glee. Kind of, I yeah. think that was a problem. And then, I mean, there's a whole Swift Run breakup because Diana goes off to France. So, I mean, guys, yeah. just keep that in mind, right? Distance is not easy. And if, yeah, in, in present day, there's been some recent breakups of people because they were there was distance involved. Right. Um, so this, yeah, that's something. Um, I'm trying to think if there was something else I was going to mention from that time. 
Oh, I will. So I don't know exactly where this fits on the timeline either. It might have been during before the breakup or it might have been after they get back together. Um, but on the L chat, there were a lot of people who were uh, around the German team that Allie played on, allegedly. And so somebody on there would like report it's, it's would say like, you know, they would say things after games or something. But and again, take this with a grain of salt. But I just kind of like these like little moments like, well, maybe it could have, you know, it could have been true. But apparently somebody knew somebody on the team or something and were around it again, grain of salt, said that when Allie came back from one of her visits in the United States, that she um, was like talking about like they were asking like, oh, how was your trip or something whatever. And she was like talking about it. And she said like, oh, I saw my family and my friends and my girl and like kind of stopped herself and was like, I'm going to say like girlfriend, but it was like the German word for it, I guess. And then like, kind of just like stopped right so again grain of salt but i like those little like you know oh this could have been true type thing it's oh funny. trust me same 100 <laughs> percent. but yeah so so where yeah. where are we on the timeline now reconciling um, some of this and then obviously and then this pi- the picture here like cl- so clearly like even if they are still broken up at this point with the november we- 19th one november yes. 19th 2011 um Ash is seen on the pitch after the U.S. versus Sweden game talking to Allie and her Frankfurt teammate. So Frankfurt is the German team that Allie plays on um, with this teammate of Allie's from Germany. And Ash has her arm around Allie. So clearly they're coming, you know, they're getting along. But I do not believe that people think that they were back together at this point. I think they were reconciling, though. I mean, it could be a gray um, area. Gray area. <laughs> So then, I mean, the months are kind of passing us by. There's not a ton of content. We get to January 14th, 2012. Um, And there is a picture of... Allie tweets a picture, and it's a picture of herself. Who is H-A-O? So that's Heather O'Reilly. So her initials are are H-A-O, so people call her Heyo. And she is very good friends with both of them and kind of... um, She's been around from the beginning, basically. Is she straight? And she is. Yes, she's straight. Yeah, yeah. Every two couple of girls that date have a straight best friend. They just do. She has, she has a. Uh, yeah, she's married to a man. She just had a baby. It was funny though because so this during quarantine, um, her and Ellie did like a video, like they're painting nails and stuff, and she was pregnant, and she goes, she's like, yeah, like. I thought, though, I, I should have gotten with a woman because I was asking Dave to paint my nails and he would not paint my toenails. I can't reach them. And I was, I, this is, you know, I thought I should have married a woman. And Allie just goes, gay <laughs> You know, it, yeah. I think that, yeah, I don't think that there, she's actually, I don't think she's, there's no rumors with her. So, yeah. Right. I but I'm just saying the fact that they have this straight girl third wheel is such a sign to me that they're gay together is just like so oh, funny because that's always they do that a lot throughout the timeline. It's yeah. sometimes Heyo, sometimes other people. But yeah. So yeah. but before this picture. So there's another little thing here that, again, has since gone, been deleted. Um, but at the t- first timeline that I had read. And this, you guys also have to bear with me a little. This is going back now. I don't know how many years I'm pushing 30. So. <laughs> I'm old, but when I read the the timeline originally, there was uh something on there that said that there was a tweet from another one of Allie's German teammates, um Nadine Angerer, another goalkeeper, German goalkeeper, saying something, tagging Allie in it, saying something about a secret mission or a secret plan, like good luck on your secret mission, your secret plan, like type thing. So people have taken that to think that she was talking about like that Allie had a plan to get back with Ash at this camp. Oh, okay. 
Now that tweet, I think maybe had since been deleted or something, but that was on the original timeline I read. And just in fandom lore, that's kind of like what, when the reconciliation officially happened was that Allie was like, I'm getting this girl back. And yes. Allie's got a secret plan. Love it. Yeah. So just thought so I would throw that in. It looks like it works because she tweets this picture of her, Heyo, their friend, and yep. Ash at Manhattan Beach. And she captions the picture, my loves. And so. since then, since then too, like Manhattan Beach, kind of like that is in uh, California. And so they sometimes will train around there. Like the national team has trained there around their sense. And it kind of seems like a special place for them. Like they sometimes post a picture there, or like would be, I don't know. And so like maybe fans have invented that. I don't know. But at later years down the road, Manhattan Beach does seem to be special to them. Love a special beach here at the pie. Right. So, um, <laughs> So then uh, a couple days later, Ashling retweets uh, a tweet that says, apologizing doesn't always mean you're wrong and the other person is right. It means you value your relationship more than your ego. So right. it does. Yeah, they got through something together here. Um, That's what it means. A couple days later, the C-O-N-C-A-C-A-F, CONCACAF. Yeah, CONCACAF. So that is the the acronym that is the acronym for the um you know i don't know exactly what all the letters stand for but basically it's the teams who are playing to represent um our region in the um, olympics so not every single national team gets to go to the olympics not every single national team gets to go to the world cup prior to that they do regional little like playoffs basically where a certain number of teams from there so like in ours it would be like mexico it's canada it's us it's some um uh who else is on ours uh wow I'm blanking on them, but you know, it's like some of those other smaller countries are in there. And um, that's so terrible because those are the three that always freaking make it through. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry to all the others, but anyway, so yeah, so that's what that is. So they're having to qualify for the Olympics. And they are playing the Dominican Republic, uh, the Dominican Republic. And that must be one of the other teams that That is one of the qualifying. And, uh, Allie tears her ACL, MCL, and meniscus in the 43rd minute of the game. Yeah. So the, let me tell you something about this. So the United States was already, and I did not watch this game because, again, I remember I did not check back in until the actual Olympics. Um, so I did not see this. Thank God. I So I will not watch the video. I have not watched the video. Oh, day. I can't watch I, anyone. I cannot watch in the Allie leg. cry. Like, it just makes me So um, I still have never watched the video. Um, but it's pretty devastating. But the the U.S. was already up by a ton of goals because, like, the disparity between teams is definitely lessening now. But at this point in history, there was still, like, a really, really big disparity. So, like, we were pretty much always going to win that game. And Allie was set to come out at halftime. So 45 minutes is a half. And it was just, like, just a, it was not a good tackle. It was, like, it should not have happened. And, yeah, she tears all three just one of those heartbreakers yep yeah. so that night at uh 1 a.m ash tweets thinking positive so like she must be trying to you know be positive to, you know about, about that heartbreak um and then the next day ali has an mri in vancouver and then we get another tweet from ash that says some days the dragon wins and then not much long later that day, she tweets, just spending time with my bro, much needed right now. And then Ash tweets again, I can't sleep. Mind, I beg you to turn off. Let me let me be. Hashtag help. And so it just sounds like Ash is like, she didn't even get hurt, but she's like going through this emotional roller coaster. Like, 
trying to stay positive, but then the dragon's winning. Then she just needs to be with her brother. Then she has insomnia. So, you know, um, it does. You're very right. This girl's like very emotional. Like oh, she's there. She wears her heart honestly, her sleeve. She's very, very emotional. And it's kind of like, girl, shut up. You didn't even hurt your knee, but like she just can't help herself, right? She's just too invested. Yeah. Um, and then this little tidbit, you love a little tidbit in the local newspaper. Oh, yes, I do. I love oh, this part. Love so this is what we got coming up next. <laughs> yeah. So so then a couple days later on the January 26th, so this is five days or six days or so after the incident, the the accident, the the injury. Five days after the injury. And, um, sorry, six days after the injury, mm-hmm. uh, Allie's dad, Ken is interviewed by a local newspaper and the article says to keep Krieger's spirits up, Ashlyn Harris, a member of the U S national team pool and a close friend of Krieger's arrived in town Wednesday and will be here to help Krieger get around until January 31st. Harris, a goalie went through two knee surgeries herself and has o- offered plenty of encouragement. Right. <laughs> it's just like, okay all right yeah like ken like obviously like did not know what he was like doing with this and it's also funny because like i mean it's not funny but it's like he also has had kind of a hard time accepting their relationship so like now knowing that and looking back at this is like kind of funny do we think i mean was is ali closeted to her parents at this point i family don't know she hasn't talked a ton about when she actually came out to them Recently, this year, she mentioned something um, in a Mother's Day video with her mom, like it was some sort of an ad or something, uh, said something about like, oh, you know, I said to my mom, I really like this girl. Like, what do you think? And like, she was not, she has talked about how she didn't really realize that she was into women until um, college. Like she didn't, her brother was gay and her brother, I think, had come out, had come out like somewhat early. Maybe he was in high school when he came out, but she hadn't really thought like, oh, two women can be together. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know exactly how. I mean, I think her dad knew that like Ashlyn was more than a friend, but I don't know why he was being so like, open. To why is he tattling on them then? It's just funny. <laughs> and then, oh. but she has since talked about like how he would have had a hard time accepting their relationship a little bit and stuff. It's like sad because he's not like in good health right now. So it's like, um, well, do we think he was like trying to get out in front of it and be like, yeah, she's here, but she's just a friend, guys? Like, was Maybe. he trying, like, like trying to run interference? Like, just be like, yeah, of course, you know, as friends, he's, she's here. Maybe. I think he just didn't even think about it. Like, I don't know. But it's just so funny because this is like, we nobody would have had any idea that she was there if he hadn't said that. Open his stupid mouth. Yeah. So, so a day later, Ash tweets again, up early, but happy as could be. Hashtag coffee in the smiley face. And then it's just like, you're okay. So Ash is just always going to give it away, isn't she? Yes. Um, and you will see that throughout the timeline. Like Ash definitely is more, way more open about it at first. Like not open because he's not saying it, but like. She's just putting it all out there. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now, so at a certain point, and I don't know when it might have been at this point already in the next post. I don't know. Pretty somewhat early on. Allie goes back to Germany to rehab with the team there because like they have, um, you know, that's her club team. And like, they're kind of overseeing her recovery somewhat. So she goes back to Germany at some point early on in here. Okay. So, I mean, this is a week later and Ash is tweeting some more. Don't worry. I DVR the Super Bowl so we can cuddle. It's, she tweets at somebody who's Princess Probs. Is that this another? is a post that she, I think, retweeted. So Princess Probs is like, so was some account um, that, you know, had put this out. Don't worry, though. I DVR oh. the Super Bowl so we can cuddle and fast forward to the commercials together. Um and so Ash, I think, retweeted that and put hashtag Princess Probs and then tagged Allie. 
that's what I remember in the po- the post that I read. Like she did not craft the the actual tweet. Okay, so she retweets this, but it's I think that's what I remember. This is just giving me like at date me energy from Diana yeah. Yeah. kissing this cat. Um, <laughs> and then we get Valentine's Day. Ash tweets lucky, yeah, something like that. Happy Valentine's Day. And Allie also tweets Happy Valentine's Day. And right. they're like together right now. Like, so clearly, like not obviously they're not single. Like if you're tweeting that stuff on Valentine's Day, like you're probably not single. So then yeah. the question becomes, okay, who are they dating if they're because there's nobody else in the picture here. Well, and it, but I'm, by together, I don't even mean they're dating each other. I mean they are like physically, you know, Ash is around to help with all these knee problems. Well, see, so like, that I don't, and see, I don't know exactly how long she's there. It's possible, but in the in the in the newspaper, uh, she, she was supposed to be there until January thirtieth. Now, because again, throughout this time, like I think that Ashlyn is—I don't know where she is, but she's like sometimes maybe being called in a, to national team camp, and also I don't know where she was training at the time. But it's like they're not spending like a ton of time together just because their schedules don't allow for it. So I don't know if she was around after January thirty-first physically with Allie. Okay. But it's still, it's just like, who is Allie out like meeting while her knee is fucked exactly. up? And like, no, what is, not. has Ash been seen with somebody else? No. So you have to yeah. imagine it's them. Um, yeah. So then Allie tweets on, on my way down to Chapel Hill. So she's not back in Germany yet. She's right, going true. to North Carolina. That's where she went to college, right? That is where Ash went to college. Oh. So Allie went to Penn State. Ash went to, uh, to UNC. So yeah. Allie tweets, I'm on my way down to Chapel Hill in North Carolina for the day, dot, dot, dot. Pretty excited to visit the campus. I heard it's beautiful. So people okay. are like, okay, well, who told you it's a beautiful campus? Like, exactly. And then a few, then like two weeks later on March 6, 2012, um, you get a joint gift yeah. from Allie and Ash for Reese Rampone. I assume that is somebody's so- child. So Christy Rampone, the captain of the the national team, the U.S. Women's National Team, that is her daughter who travels with the team sometimes, you know, a lot of times they were around her. Super, super cute little girl. Um, When I was reading back on the timeline, this was one of the things where I was like, a joint gift? Like, maybe there is something to this. Like, I don't know. It just seemed that's not really a friend thing to get a joint gift. Um, And there was a picture like some of this stuff, too, on this timeline. Like there were pictures with some of this stuff. And like there's not pictures now. Like there was a picture of with this one. Uh, and but. and Ash tweets, this is fucking hilarious to me because I think this person's right. She tweets, hashtag to the moon and back. And mm-hmm. this person who wrote the timeline says, which if you ask me is either a reference to a cheesy Savage Garden song, which includes the line, I would fly to the moon and back if you'll be my baby. I mean, the whole song is called to the moon. Like, the whole song is very corny. Wow. I I love Savage Garden <laughs> and actually just recently recommended them on a bonus episode of the podcast on the patreon guys if you want to go check it out uh me and rep gave recommendations of stuff we like and that's really funny and it is that is would be a really gay song to invoke or perhaps a quote from the children's book guess how much i love you in which a rabbit tells his kid i love you to the moon and back i mean i don't know that it's necessarily directly also you just say like oh i love you to the moon and back to people like i guess it came from that book but um Okay. okay savage garden is definitely gay culture i think uh so that's funny we get into march march 10th through 12th Allie, ash and wit i assume another mutual friend are in florida yeah, hanging out with college ash. with ash so a very very close friends with ash like definitely uh yeah she's a she's she's very close with her so it's like another like friend hanging out with mm-hmm. you know yeah. close people basically and um they're hanging out with ash's family so it looks like you know 
there is definitely like some level of commitment here to some degree. Mm -hmm. And then a month later, you know, I guess they're just vibing. And a month later, Ash tweets, I'm so grateful and so happy. Nowhere else I'd rather be. Happy Easter, everyone. Hashtag bakery time. Uh, And then a couple of days later, Allie, Nikki, and Ash are spotted at the FCC Frankfurt versus Bayer Leverskusen. I can't say these German words. I can't either. But so this is another, so this is, um, this is Ash. So Allie must be back in Germany at this point um, because this is another, this is European teams here. And so Nikki is one of Ash's good friends um, who also is a soccer player. But I believe at the time she was playing in at a German club team, not the same one as Allie, but like a different one. Um, so I think that they were watching a, I don't know if they were at the game that Allie couldn't play in because of her knee, like that that's FSC Frankfurt or a boys, a men's team. I don't know. But anyway, so Ash is going over to Europe, basically, is what's happening. So she's like, yeah, she's, we have international travel here at this point. There's international travel. It looks like then in May, they're at a U.S. game versus China in Philadelphia. Yeah, so sometimes when players are called up, they don't necessarily dress for the game. So this was a case where I'm assuming they were probably like still evaluating Allie, like how bad is her injury, um, that type of thing. And and Ash was, like I said, down the goalkeeper pecking order, so she also did not play for the game. So they're watching the game together in the box. And also when I was looking back at the timeline seeing these pictures, I'm like, okay, something's going on here. with the, like These are very like eye contact, like close-leaning type photos. Yeah, they look pretty intimate together. Yeah. Yeah, uh, very comfortable with each other. Ash has a fedora on, I think. Yeah. Ash's fashion choices, you will also notice that there's like photos on this timeline are questionable, but you know, that's so yeah. strong. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it looks like Ash is headed back to Germany this summer. So Allie, yeah, Allie's headed back to Germany. So again, she's still playing on the German team. Now I do right, have and Ash is like coming along with her. Sorry, I should I should say like so Ash is like Allie is going back to Germany because, yeah. you know, that's where she has like business. Mm-hmm. And I guess she's like working out there and stuff. And, but Ash is like going to. So it's just yeah. show like they're pretty serious maybe at this yeah. point. No, I do have another tweet that's since, you know, not on this timeline. There's been, uh, there's a couple of them that were from Ash. So one, and again, I don't know if this has been deleted or when this necessarily fits in the timeline, but from what I recall, that it was d- during the time that Allie was rehabbing on her knee, Ash tweeted, Bro, give it up. She's taken. Oh, damn. So in Phantom Lore, the way it went was that somebody that that was at the place where Allie was rehabbing her knee was like hitting on her or something. And again, why did how people knew this information? I think people were probably like making up something that went with the tweet. I don't know. What I had read claiming was that somebody had hit on her or something or somebody was interested in her or something. And so Ash tweets in response because she hears about this. Give it up, bro. She's taken. Love that. <laughs> and then there was another tweet. And again, it was sometime in here, but I don't know when um, that Ash tweeted that laugh changes my whole day. And Allie has a very, very, very distinct, like deep laugh. Um, definitely like a, dis- a distinct laugh that people like know about. So the fact that she's tweeting like that laugh changes my whole day is like, that's probably about Allie. Um. Well, we love a distinct, a, a laugh you could recognize anywhere, perhaps. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, I mean, again, we just have Ash, like, putting it all out there for everybody. So I right. see why, I see why uh, this fandom was, like, so eventually so confident they were together, even though they weren't out. 
Right. And then I have another, like, kind of, this was one of the first, like, FBI type moments that I read back into the on the L chat about. Mm-hmm. So there, so that I think it might have been from the game that they were at with Nikki. I don't know. It was some game in Europe that Allie and Ash were watching. The camera was on them, and the lip reading experts came out because they're Ash is like kind of like looking at the family, the the, the, the camera kind of, and they're. I think the camera was focusing on Allie because she was a player of the team. And I think they may have been on the big screen or something because it was like definitely like zoomed in on them. And it looks like Allie says, please don't wave. Now, this is a hotly contested thing. There were people, that's not what it is. She didn't say that. You know, there was so much arguing about what was said in this little two second clip that some people were watching this European soccer feed of to get a glimpse of these two. Um, I just like those kind of little moments. Yeah, so the please don't wave video. I think it kind of did look like she said that, um, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, I fully believe that Ashlyn is the obnoxious one and Allie wants her privacy and is maybe kind of trying to figure things out a bit and, and also just wants her privacy, not so much necessarily, like, is that closeted to herself or her life but just doesn't want people up in their business um, right because through a lot of this time like they were it sounds like from what they've talked about like now is that they were pretty open with like their friends and family like new and obviously like the national team like the, the their teammates and stuff knew for like most of the time that they were together but they just publicly um they were very like private about it and especially Allie's like she's definitely a much more private person so yeah, but anyway, um, yeah. where are we on the timeline june 16th yeah, I mean, so we're, like, in the summer. Um, yeah. Some of this I'm kind of skipping over because it's kind of the same thing over and over again, which is just Ash tweeting something obnoxious. Yes. If there's She's something that... In one, of the, in one of the pictures, so that's kind of a note, but... Yeah, so they are at... This is, like, uh, July of 2012. We get a picture of Ash at a soccer camp, and she has Allie's shorts on. So they're, like, Frankfurt shorts with her number. She wears number 14. Ew, who wears even numbers? Gross. That's not. <laughs> well, she's not. Um, that's not her her number. Her number is 11. So oh, that's a much better number. Then. Oh, this is interesting. So for uh, Allie's birthday, Ash mm-hmm. tweets. This is July 27, 2012. Ash tweets. Happy birthday to the most beautiful pink princess I know. At Allie. I hope wherever you may walk, glitter will be thrown at your feet. Which is kind of interesting because she was tweeting that princess stuff earlier in the year about princess probs and, and let's, we're going to watch the super bowl together, like retweeting that. So, yeah, so you will refer to her as princess on other times too. And okay, so like that, well, I think kind of what tipped people off was the, uh, with that tweet that that was about, well, she tagged her in it too, but yeah, I'm glad she's just letting people know like what the dynamic between them is. That's really, that's, yeah. that's great. Uh, and she also tweets another birthday tweet, which is like, girl, calm down. But happy birthday to the most amazing woman I know. Have the best day stud, winky face, or in your studs, which would be her soccer cleats. And said, yeah. Have- well, there was another, like, picture with this that was some, like, pink shoes with studs on them. Okay. So I don't know if Ash made those. I don't know if she sent them to her. I don't know. That's also if the picture is gone. But that's, like, the, that's why she said, or in your studs. Because it was these, like, shoes. 
And then she says, hashtag badass girls in pink. So like, it's just badass girl in pink. So it's just like, shut up. Like, oh my God. She's definitely like proud girlfriend vibes. Yeah. Like she can't yeah. hold it in. Then no, in yeah, August. Yeah. Then in August, they are at the Olympic gold medal games between us and Japan. And I guess neither of them are playing. It looks like. So Allie's her, she did not make it back in time for the Olympics. That's right, why part sure. of the reason why the knee injury was so devastating. Cause they were qualifying for the Olympics. The Olympics occurred in like late July, August. And Allie did not get to go because she was not, her knee was not rehab. Ash did not make the team. Cause so the other little like soccer behind the scenes thing, I'll let people know is like, so for the world cup roster, you take um, 23 people, but the Olympic roster is only 18 people. So it gets cut down quite a bit. And so only to- two goalkeepers get to go and then one alternate goalkeeper. And at the time Ash was like fourth, maybe even farther in the pecking list. I think she was fourth in the pecking list. So she did not get to go to the Olympics. Neither one did. But they still seem they still go to like support the team, I guess, and watch. They have mashing. I I think maybe Allie might have only been there. There's a picture of Ash below. Is that not the same event? Okay, so this is showing their matching jewelry. So I don't think that's the same thing. So yeah, so they had a little bit of matching jewelry also pop up. So they had matching rings that were like kind of inverted oh, colors. Like one of them was black and matching ring, and they wore them on like the same fingers. And then um, they had these like necklaces that were like um, kind of like an angel wing of some sort, and they both had them. And so that was another thing when I was looking back at the time. I was like, why do you have like matching jewelry? Like obviously that was a sign to me. I was like, okay, I feel like this is like they are actually together. But that was also a point of contention within the fandom of people. Like, if that ring was, if the people weren't wearing the ring, like, oh, they like, there are so many like trolls and just stuff, which I'll get to later on in the timeline where they pop up a little bit, um, which I think also was part of the reason that they were kind of like private about stuff. But yeah, yeah. so they had matching jewelry, which you yeah. can see in these photos. So, so Allie looking very, very cute. This is like why I'm kind of into her. Like, I just love her whole vibe here. Uh, oh. Is that as at the game and she's got the matching necklace on. And, and at the game, actually, too, I'm sorry to interject again, but it was just really cute. So she could not be there. She couldn't play. And um, Megan Rapino, good friends with them, um, both of them. She, when she scored in the game, like she had in her sock a piece of like tape or something she had written on. And then she held up when she scored and it said like AK11 or something like it said like for Allie because like, because she, she couldn't play. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. Love sports. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, I mean, the summer goes on, looks like. We've got, you know, happy tweets, smile, smiling tweets. Um, and they are both going to Frankfurt a lot. Or Ash is like going with friends to like hang out with Allie in Frankfurt. Is Allie playing again yet? Uh, I think she's playing somewhat again. Like she's getting back into it, but I don't think she's fully fit yet. Um, um, those knee injuries are just leg injuries and I just ugh. it was and it was all three for her but yeah so again Ash is flying to Europe again right. so really great friend yeah very really great friend that flies all over Europe to see someone and we get back to Ash's birthday she's having a good birthday so also during this time like I don't okay so one of the pictures that we glossed over here when we were talking about their missing their matching jewelry is that Ash actually sent so she, like I said the WPS folded so Ash ends up actually signing with a team in Germany, not Allie's team, but in a like kind of close, um, close-ish city. So they're still distance, but they're a lot closer. So that's good. 
Yeah. Um, so that's why you'll see her also here. Um, I think there's a tweet coming up where their teams play each other. So. Oh, would you want to tell? Uh, would you want to jump? I mean, a lot of this is just kind of you know they're very obviously yeah. involved and happy with each other. But do you want right. to like what's like the do next that. sort of interesting? Okay, so their teams play each other, and um, I want to hear about that. Yeah. So Ash tweets. Uh, what date is this? This is November fourth, twenty twelve. So so Allie's back to playing at this point. Um, and Ash is now playing on a team in in Germany. And so their teams are playing and Ash tweets um Game Day versus FFC, FFC Frankfurt Frankers Eek. And so that's Alex's team that she's playing. And then she says at Alex, at Alex B Krieger, if you try to score on me, well, I have a very particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Hashtag #death. Um and then I think I don't know why it's not on here, but Allie had tweeted something back to her too and was saying something about like she said some had some kind of a comeback about my expert shot cross goal because like defenders are not scoring a lot of goals first of all so it's like it was a joke obviously and then she had said something kind of flirty back to her there but it's not on it's not in here who but won yeah. the game uh the alley's team ash that was <laughs> poor ash i think what i didn't watch the game but from what i've seen like she was just like totally annihilated because her team was not good at all well, also, you have to wonder, like, she's so emotional. Like, do you think she was up in her own head about playing her? Probably not. I mean, she's a professional. She's a, prof- yeah. you know, but it's still just like, gosh. I think she had a good game that game. Like, I think she made a lot of saves, though. Like, yeah. I feel like I've read that people saying on there, like, well, that was one of, like, the best games to watch of hers. Um, like, because she does have a lot of good saves, but also, like, she's just being inundated with shots and stuff. So, like, yeah. I, they lost. But. It always is a bit nerve wracking when you have to, like, worry about you know, if special people are kind of around and you have to perform right. is kind of different than, but I guess she's used to it because they're on the same teams sometimes and they're always sort of around each right. other. You're in this environment. So I don't think that really necessarily plays in, but yeah, I mean, it just sounds like maybe her team wasn't as good. Um, when we get to November 21st. Yeah. Allie has, is at the team photo shoot for Frankfurt and Ash is right. there and they take a picture together, which is right. very, Strange. Yeah. Well, Strange if you're not girlfriends. And then Ash posts the picture on Instagram, of course. Of course she does. And it looks like they're spending Thanksgiving together in Germany. Not much longer than that. And Ash is complaining about not being able to find any turkey because they're in Germany, not America. Um, this, this is another FBI moment here where, where from reading back on there again, I'm not in the, in the thick of things here, but from what I've read back, people were, um, dissecting and looking at and comparing photos of these, uh, these dishes here in these pictures, these, uh, what was it? The, uh, mac and cheese. And yeah. We have some potato casserole. casserole. I think the sweet potato casserole was the big one because that's on, on her plate and it looks kind of like, you know, distinct. And then. You know, so they did not post a picture together, but you're looking at post a, a picture that Allie's taken and then a picture that Ash has taken, and like, okay, there's some similarities here in this picture. Like these were clearly taken in the same place. Right. So I mean, you have, you know, you're, we're analyzing casseroles at this point, not just yeah. not just tweets or song lyrics. No, we're people are doing an analysis of sweet potato casseroles. So that's very um, silly, but fun. Good FBI moment, like you said. Good FBI. Uh, and then they're oh there's their their college teams play each yeah. other in soccer and they seem excited they're tweeting about it and they said like let the shit talking begin so it just shows like yeah they're like together or like because you know they're just spending all their time together this is over December 
And then on December 15th, 2012, Allie leaves Germany, heads back to the U.S., Thanks, this Frank. is where the NWSL came in. So this, so the NWSL was starting to take place, and there was a team in D.C., which is where Allie is from. And so that's the team that she was going to be on. Now, I don't know the whole timeline of when people found out who was going to be on what team or what not, but I know that people were obviously, like, very pumped that Allie and Ash ended up on the same NWSL team. Hmm, I wonder how that happened. Because, like, the national team players definitely had more say, like, where they were going to go. Like, obviously, you didn't just get to go wherever you wanted, but it was like they had they had uh, input. So they they are kind of being, I guess, not exactly reunited because they've been together, but they're headed back to the U.S. They're going to actually play on the same team, which they were not before. Right. So that's definitely kind of special, them being on the same team. Right. Um, let me ask you this. Like, is that is that a problem? For the teams, like, because I do think with the women, I don't think this happens on men's teams as much at yeah. all. But I, mm-hmm. when you have women's sports, everybody's dating, like, depending, yeah. right? And do you have issue? Do do you think like coaches are like, ah, oh, great, or like, oh no, like, does it cause problems when they date and then break up, or you know? I mean, it's like, <laughs> uh. It definitely does happen. Like, and there's definitely has been also, I mean, it's, it's happened also with like straight players because like their husband, some of them like have husbands who are professional athletes. And so they will like want to be in the market where their husband's playing and stuff. So like that definitely is a problem. But like, as far as like breaking up on the team, like, I mean, people are kind of watching the Houston dash right now because like one of the big, the bigger ships of like recent time just broke up. Um, and they're still on the same team. So that's kind of like, interesting. who is that? That is Rachel Daly and, uh, Christy Mewis, who was a shocking, um, reveal that she was into women people did not see that one coming i mean anybody any woman that plays professional soccer i'm never going to be surprised <laughs> well true, but true true she just definitely did not like really give off those vibes and then all of a sudden she was with this girl who like had dated has dated a bunch of the people around the different teams and stuff so she plays for the england national team so there's i'm telling you there's so many interesting little rabbit trails you could go on in the woso fandom there's so many there was there's been a couple of like moments in game where you're like, this was messy. Like, um, like we, fighting, you're like hitting on each other during games. Like, well, I mean, like, no, but so there was like the national, there was a, a Canadian goalkeeper, Aaron McLeod, who was with uh, Ella Masser, who was an American player. Um, and then she um, they were on the same team. But uh, Aaron's ex was on a different team and had kind of like taken in down like one of their players or something. And like Ella like ran up to her and was like getting in her face. And then like Aaron Lily was a goalkeeper, ran like out of the goal, like far down the field and was like restraining her kind of like away. Oh, like, it was literally such a messy soccer moment. Like it's so. That like, is amazing. Doing? I mean, listen, I mean, y'all, I might have to get into soccer, honestly, just I'm for like, this. If you could find an expert on them, that would be an interesting one to do as well, because like that is, but they've broken up now. So they were married actually. And then they ended up getting divorced. And now Ella has a baby with like, with a woman. Um, Well, obviously they didn't make the baby, but like they're raising the baby together. And then Erin actually plays on the pride now too, with her girl, her now girlfriend as a backup goalkeeper. But then this week, Ella was like tweeting this stuff about like, in support of Aaron and then like shading Ash in one of the tweets. And I'm just like, what is going on? 
I love the drama. Okay, so we've actually been going for two hours. Oh my god! I'm it's sorry. okay. I definitely want to keep going, but like for tonight, I'm like actually kind of out of recording time just for this night. And also, like this is going to make like a great episode by itself. And I'm wondering, okay. can we just make this a series? I mean, we could. Yeah, we can do that. But this is a good point to stop here because so Allie and Ash are going to come back into the. They're going to come into the NWSL both on the Washington Spirit. And this is kind of where I came in. I didn't know that they were together for this season part, but we're coming up on the point where I came in and was present for like what was going on here. Yeah. So I'm really excited to get to that. I want to just like keep telling the story of the A team or Crashland, whichever we're going to call them. And, um, but all this background is really good too. So I feel like this is like part one of our series guys and, um, Tori, thank you so much for coming on. Do you want to like plug anything? I mean, you don't really have like any social media. Like I said, I'm a lurker. Like I, I just saw you post something about like, is there any experts of like Crashland experts? And I'm like, well, I guess technically I would be one of those. And if this story is going to be told, I want it to be accurate. And I know that I have a lot of, uh, you know, lost knowledge, lost history. So I guess I'll offer my services. And yeah, well, I thought you were just going to ask some questions, truthfully. And then you were no, like, hey, you want to come on the pod? And I was like, uh, I guess. Yeah, I was so glad you saw that and came and found me. This has been such a treat. So let's plan. We'll, we'll do like another episode coming out on this. We'll get another recording session in. Before that, let me go ahead and tell you guys... Come follow me on Tumblr and hang out if you want. Real fun, interactive blog over at whatiwillsay.tumblr.com. We're on Twitter now. Maybe a little bit. You can follow us on Twitter at whatiwillsaypod. Um, And, of course, there's the Patreon, which if you want to support the podcast, what I will say on Patreon, just search it. As you guys may know, um, Inti from Crazy Days and Nights reached out and we're collabing now talking Gaylor and Swiftron. I'm taking him through like all the, my best Swiftron research and theories uh, in like a joint venture together. And he's certainly being very candid about his thoughts on all of that as well. If you check out the Patreon, there's like a lot of content on there now, including, you know, Inti uh, is a guest on our Patreon now. So please check that out. Also, if you like it, uh, one of the best things you can do is go on Apple and rate the podcast and um, of course, subscribe to it and download it a lot (laughs) and tell your friends about it and whatever and uh, comment that you like it if you would like to do that, if you're so inclined to do that. So please like, if you're loving it, that helps us a lot. And uh, with all that being said, please stay safe in 2021. Please get vaccinated in 2021 and Take care of yourselves. Be kind to yourselves. Um, Bye, everybody.